This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 64. How is your week? How are you feeling right now? I hope wherever you are, in your car, on a walk, or chilling at home, you are proud of yourself for putting this podcast on and taking the next 30 to 40 minutes to dedicate to your higher self. I know sometimes it's like not easy to listen to stuff that approaches issues with your inner life. You know, sometimes you're just like not in the mood to hear about it and to think that way and to be more self-aware. So pat yourself on the back because not everybody is willing, and I'm so grateful that you are here. It's getting really chilly up here in upstate New York, and I am personally getting super psyched about hot chocolate season. I just love any excuse to get cozy, which now that I think about it, why should I need an excuse? Like cozy time should not need an excuse. I'm not on TikTok that much, although I did start a TikTok, so follow me there if you're on it, but there's this trend on TikTok that is um, cottagecore, and there's this one guy who shares videos of him and his dog in a cabin or camping, and it's just like clips of him making some yummy treat and some hot drink over a fire. And he has this like really soothing voice and it's like cozy core and I'm so into it. It's really funny to see like the types of videos people are into and this is like all just about creating content that just makes you feel all warm inside. I don't know, it's just cool to think about how so many people like that is their dream scenario, you know, being in a situation where they just feel at home and relaxed. And in a way I feel like you know, connecting with our higher self, a lot of times it does feel difficult to think about all of these issues, you know, to approach our healing. But it's also really important to remember that connecting to your higher self is really about just allowing yourself to be present and in the moment with 
the love that's within you and releasing yourself from needing anything to be different in this moment, needing yourself to be different in this moment, and just surrendering to your own wholeness. And that is really a feeling of home, right? Coming home to the love within you. And that's what your higher self is. It's your spiritual home. Before we get into the questions, I also wanted to invite all of you to this month's live Exo Higher Self episode on Zoom. It will be taking place on Saturday, November 20th, and the topic is Higher Selfing Your Creativity. No matter if you're someone who just wants to be more creative in their spare time or someone who does it professionally, we all struggle with confidence and inspiration. So on this episode, I will be giving a talk on why we have limiting thoughts around our creative expression and how to move beyond them to improve our relationship with our creative practice and to stay open to all its possibilities, whether that's just being able to make stuff for yourself or turning it into a sustainable career. And I will be taking your questions too. So if you want to attend or want to have access to the video recording, sign up for the Angels or Miracles tier on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self. All right, this episode really has some gems in it, so let's get it started. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I've been thinking about writing to you for a long time now, and I'm glad I'm finally doing it because I feel pretty stuck. The situation I'm dealing with is one that I call golden handcuffs. Basically, I work in a corporate environment that pays me well, and even though I'm miserable, I feel compelled to stay because of the salary and the health benefits. Some background on the job. I've been at this company for five years now, and I've been kind of checked out for the past year or so. I should note that my boss and colleagues are really great, and there are times when I still really like the work that we're doing. But for the most part, I'm so tired of being on four to six hours of Zoom calls a day, juggling a million projects, balancing a team of people. It's all just too much for me in this moment in my life. Part of this exhaustion is due to the fact that I'm a mom of a high-energy four-year-old, and I'm 12 weeks pregnant, expecting number two in May. So when I get off work and shift into mom mode, it's like going from one exhausting rat race to another. I feel like I'm too tired to do any of my jobs well. My husband is an artist and has been running his own business for the past 15 years. I keep mentioning to him that I want to quit my job and be a stay-at-home mom, and while he wants me to be happy, I think we're both scared of what quitting my job would mean since I'm the breadwinner. I think we could probably live off his salary, but it would be a pretty big adjustment for us going from two incomes to one and giving up the health benefits. I also worry about what other family members might say. I feel like they think I was being irresponsible. I started having informational interviews with other parts of the company to see if there are other less demanding jobs I could do. But the idea of starting a brand new job, even if it's more entry level, sounds exhausting. And to be honest, I don't even really know what I want. I don't have the space to think about what's next in any real capacity. I've thought about seeing if my company offers a sabbatical or even part-time options, but I've been nervous to do so. Like, how could I take off and leave my team with all the work? I know I need to not be so hard on myself because we're still in a pandemic and being a parent the past year and a half has been so, so hard. Any help you can provide would be much appreciated. Thank you so much, Bunny. I love the community you created and I really appreciate all you do. 
Hi, hon. Wow. Yes, you have a lot on your plate. And I think it's really brave of you to admit to yourself something needs to change. Anyone that really cares about you wants you to be well. They want what is best for you. You know how to take care of yourself and you know that the way things are now is not sustainable. I am concerned that the further you go into your pregnancy, the more stressful and exhausted you will be. I want to remind you that you shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to work less. Our culture puts so much pressure on people that are socialized as women to be able to handle it all. The job, the kids, keeping up the home. People that are socialized as women who become moms in our society are expected never to complain or to be overwhelmed about raising their kids. They are expected to sacrifice everything. They are expected to make it all look easy and pretty on top of that. So it makes sense that you are questioning your own needs and feeling worried about being judged. Right now, you have two full-time jobs at your place of employment and being a mom. Of course you're tired. Of course you deserve rest. Not only is that the best for you, but it's also the best for your children. It is not irresponsible to take care of your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. In fact, it's inspiring to make a bold choice to put yourself first before a job or a project. Your heart is speaking to you, so trust yourself. The first step is accepting that you deserve this. Not only do you deserve this, but so does everybody else. Everyone deserves to be able to take care of themselves so they can stay healthy inside and out. So now that we know it's not a question of what you deserve, we can focus on the how. How do you make this work? Have you and your husband sat down and actually tried to figure out what's possible budget-wise if you left your job? What is your spending like now? What your bills are like? What can you cut out? How much do you actually need a month? Is it possible to get on Medicaid for free healthcare if your household income lowers? I know it's scary, but a lot of that is because of the unknown. If you actually figure out the exact number, you can realistically weigh your options. Definitely look into what your company can offer you, part-time or sabbatical. You shouldn't feel nervous because you have given them a lot and they absolutely should try their best to accommodate you the best way they can. We live in a culture that teaches us what we do for a living is who we are, but it's not. It's how we pay our bills. It doesn't define us. And if you need to take a part-time gig that gives you more time to actually know what you really want in a career, that part-time gig is an absolute blessing. Remember, what's most important is your inner growth. It's your ability to maintain a relationship with your higher self. That way, you are guided by love, not fear. That way, you can get inspired and really tap into your potential. Set a goal. Make a plan. You can do this. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I find myself even having a little embarrassment shame writing these words, which I know reflects back directly to my question. Your last podcast really resonated with me when you spoke about the false idea of outside validation filling the hole that we're all capable of having inside us and how the true work is always within ourselves. 
I am an independent musician that's gotten some cool success, including some of my songs featured on Netflix and Showtime shows, touring overseas and all over the country, but most importantly, have made a lot of great friends and connections along the way. With all this being said, I do often find myself comparing and getting jealous of other musicians and bands in my field that are so-called doing better than me, so much so that sometimes it makes me want to quit or give up. I even find myself depriving myself from working on music because at times it feels hopeless and that I'm not good enough. Part of my process when I write songs is connecting to a very deep, vulnerable place, which in turn, I hope, reaches and resonates with whoever is listening. It has definitely been part of my mental health journey, especially after losing my father to a drug overdose 10 years ago. Now, I know this is a direct correlation to me needing to love and feel this lack of validation in myself, but I guess my real question for you is how do you work on stopping comparing oneself to others and refocusing that attention towards self-love? I've been in weekly therapy for almost five years now, which has helped immensely. I do my morning yoga meditation every day to get inside my body, and I try my best to focus on what I'm grateful for because there really is so much in my life that I am grateful for. But is there anything else you could recommend doing in order to stop that negative self-talk and comparison and love myself more? If there's anything I've learned from this podcast, it's that the answer is always within us and there's a lifetime of work ahead, but I can't help but write these words to ask you for your gracious advice. So much love to you and all the best. Hi, hun. Well, first of all, congratulations on your songs being on those shows. That's amazing. That's a really awesome thing to happen. And it sounds like you have an absolutely beautiful music practice. And you should be really, really proud of yourself. It's totally understandable to compare yourself to other artists. Part of you is just wanting to gauge how you're doing because you really care about your work and your career. So don't beat yourself up for going there. You're human. But I can sense you already know it doesn't help your work. It actually hinders it. It's actually not useful at all as much as we tend to think that it is. We live in a society that tells us if we don't have certain things or accomplish certain things, then we aren't good enough. Then something is wrong with us. So we look for outside validation as a form of, am I okay? Have you noticed that the happiness you got from what our culture would call success, like your music being in those shows, that happiness was short-lived and pretty soon you needed something else to give you more confidence? That's what happens when we are dependent on outside validation. That's what happens when we see ourselves through that hierarchical lens, through our learned hierarchical beliefs, our LHBs. When we see ourselves through that lens, it's like we are somewhere on the ladder of self-worth where some people are below us and some people are above. And we're constantly trying to climb that ladder, right? And sometimes something happens that gives us a boost on that ladder. And we're happy about that. But after a short time, we look up and see, oh, there's the next step on the ladder. Now, all of a sudden, the step we climb to isn't quite high enough. There is always another step. And when you use outside validation as your only source of self-worth, no amount of success or accomplishments or possessions will be enough. At the heart of the sickness of greed in this world is that endless pursuit for more. The more I have, the more I am. So whether it's about 
your art, your looks, your money, your relationships. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what form it takes. The issue is how do you break free from the illusion that some people are more worthy than others? How do we unlearn this belief system the world was organized on? The first step is building your awareness of your thoughts. What am I telling myself about my art? Where does this belief come from? Art is self-expression. So how can you not be good at expressing yourself? There is no other you. I've said it on this podcast before. There is no such thing as good or bad art. There is only what you relate to and what inspires you. The reason why some people's art throughout history was considered masterful, although that word is really problematic, is because their self-expression was considered more valuable, largely due to racism and sexism. It's not a coincidence that indigenous art was seen as primitive and naive and white European men were considered masters of art. The reason why we view art through the lens of hierarchy is because we view people that way. I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to save it for our live episode later this month um, on how to hire yourself here, creativity, because I will go through this um, with much more detail. But what really draws people to art is number one, accessibility, whether it actually reaches them, is actually able to reach the audience and to be experienced by an audience. And two, relatability. Is it something that touches a place within themselves they feel connected with? Mainstream simply means largely accessible and largely relatable. So after you build the awareness of your thoughts, you simply practice replacing them with the voice of your higher self. When those thoughts come up, don't judge them because they're there for a very valid reason. Gently remind yourself that the hierarchy is an illusion. You, as the artist, have the choice as to why you're making your art in the first place. Are you doing it to fulfill an unconscious belief you are not enough? Or are you using your creativity to express the wholeness of who you are? Because that is the only way to keep it sustainable when you make it serve a higher purpose. Ironically, when you create from a place of wholeness and self-acceptance, that authenticity resonates so much more with people because it's brave and it's healing and it helps inspire others to be their authentic selves. You are an artist because you love to create. Don't turn your passion into a weapon against you. Keep it sacred. The thoughts that you're having Make it a practice to change them and just keep going. You're doing an amazing job. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for all you do and for everyone on this podcast that has the courage to send in their questions and share their heart with this community. I found this podcast in the beginning of this year, and I've been a patron ever since. Anytime I have spare time, I've been going back and re-listening to all the episodes that were posted before I was a listener, and it's so powerful to me that the topics and questions are timeless and that I find myself resonating with them presently. I love that about this podcast. Anyways, to get to my question, I wanted to ask what your definition of karma was and what it means in the higher self perspective. I struggled with this concept because to me, I've interpreted karma as a thing that occurs from the universe to punish us for a mistake or behavior that we've made in the past. I want to understand this concept because I feel like I've never really heard a reasonable and loving side to this concept. Any thoughts you have on this topic would be so inspiring to hear. I appreciate you and all the other listeners on this podcast more than you'll ever know. I love you all and I'm sending each of you hugs and 111 wishes. Hi, babe. I don't use the word karma in my own practice and I think some people's definition differs from others. The word comes from the Hindu tradition and I think it has become misunderstood and misused in a lot of ways. The way I would say it relates to this higher self practice that we talk about here is simply that there are consequences for our actions and there are consequences for our beliefs about ourselves. The universe does not punish us, but when we continually do things that are not good for us, we will see the results of that. When we tell ourselves we don't deserve to be happy, we will see that effect in our relationships, in our career, and in our lives. When we mistreat others, it makes a difference to other people's lives. When we're kind and compassionate, it also makes a difference. If we steal some money from somebody, right, it's not the act of stealing that creates something you know, negative happening in the future. It's the perspective of thinking that led you to steal that money from someone in the first place, right? It's your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about other people, your sense of entitlement, that has a domino effect on your life. Our inner reality projects onto our outer reality. And that is why there is so much unnecessary suffering in the world. Not because the universe is punishing us, but because we are unconsciously punishing each other. I believe the only way to end the cycle of abuse and trauma is to heal ourselves from the inside out. When we prioritize our higher self and start to see ourselves and others through the lens of love, everything changes. That doesn't mean we won't experience suffering because some suffering is the natural process of being in these temporary human forms. Loss is part of being here. But so much pain is totally unnecessary and it doesn't have to be this way. Building a peaceful, loving society starts with knowing that that is what we all deserve. I believe we are living in a very special time where we are on the precipice of the next stage in our human evolution. We will either awaken to love on this planet, to our higher selves, or it will be the end of our species. We cannot keep going the way that we have. So as much as the path of our higher self is about changing our personal lives, it affects so much more than that. 
When you awaken to a higher state of consciousness, to the consciousness of your higher self, you are changing the consciousness of the planet. That is how important you are. So I actually did just leave a voicemail and I'm kind of hoping that you use this one instead of the last one, but if not, then that's totally okay. I guess instead of a question, I just wanted to share what I'm going through and just get another perspective from it. I'm 22 and I don't know what I'm doing in this life. You know, every day I wake up just with a big question mark that comes to mind. What am I doing? Am I going to enjoy what I'm doing in life? Am I going to actually get to where I want to be? Am I just going to have a romantic interest in this life or am I just meant to be alone, which I'm totally okay with, but I know it's normal to want a romantic interest. I start a new job pretty soon and it's in the field that I'm in and I just graduated and I'm terrified. Honestly, I am. I'm terrified that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm terrified that I'm not going to be able to stand in my power, the power that I know that I have. And I don't know, each day that passes by and I get closer to starting this job, I'm scared. And I know it's normal to be scared. And I know it's normal to have these feelings, but I don't know. I guess I guess I just wanted to call in to see if I was feeling alone in feeling this. And I know I'm not because, you know, I listen to the other episodes and I see that other people do experience these same feelings. You know, I just want to, I want to be confident. I want to be happy with myself, for myself. And I'm going to do it. I will. I just, I guess I just want to hear your perspective. That's really it. So thanks for using this voicemail if you use it and yeah thanks hi sweetheart you know the truth is you don't totally know what you're doing i mean nobody does because we are constantly evolving constantly growing you're right it's normal to feel scared about this new job and Part of being confident is accepting all the parts of you, even the parts that feel scared. But I think you have this idea that you're not allowed to make a mistake or not know how to do something. You think just because you got this job, you need to show up already an expert. Babe, starting a job is a learning process and it's a transition. You might suck at first at some things. Why? Because you've not done them before. You've never worked this job before. So let's let go of this idea. You have to have it all together. Stop putting these unrealistic expectations on yourself and just let yourself be where you are at. Where you are at in your life is absolutely perfect. I wrote this meme that says, me, am I going to be okay in the future? Higher self. Yes, but if you don't stop worrying about the future, then your future will just be another day worrying about another future. The future is always just a thought in our minds, and we project on it all the time. We think if we can just predict catastrophe ahead of time, then we will have a chance of preventing it. When all we're doing is experiencing the bad feelings of catastrophe in our minds and ruining our day. So yes, don't judge yourself for being scared, 
but also remind yourself that your fears aren't helping you. They're not protecting you. They're just bumming you out. And you don't deserve to be bummed out. You deserve to be celebrating the fact that you landed this new job, that you graduated from school, that you have your whole life ahead of you full of possibility, that you're going to meet so many people. You're going to have so many different relationships. So let yourself off the hook, babe. Let yourself enjoy where you're at right now. Have some fun. Your job is going to be difficult, but it's also going to be very thrilling and you're going to grow so much from the experience. Get excited. You deserve to feel that happiness. So don't forget that, okay? Okay, now I wanted to read a listener response from the Higher Self Community Discord page. SoftCloud posted, just listen to the most recent episode, and this is actually from episode 60, and the caller asking about jealousy around their partner's friend group really, really resonated with me. I had a very similar experience with someone I dated. I started off admiring them for the life and friend group they had, which turned into envy, which then turned into a belief that since I didn't have that tight-knit group, I must be less lovable and less valuable than them. I absolutely loved Bunny's response and just wanted to add that sometimes friend group stuff is just luck. Some people just are at the right place at the right time and meet a group of people who they click with. Keeping in contact and reaching out and being vulnerable absolutely does wonders, but some people honestly sometimes just get lucky. After being with that partner for years, we ended up breaking up. I was able to become good friends with many of their friends, and those people are still close with me today. So to that caller, don't lose hope. Your partner may have the group of friends you want, but those people can be your friends too, and their friends can be your friends, and so on and so on. You are never less valuable or special or lovable because of your friendship situation. Just like eight months ago, I felt so lonely and desolate in that area of life, but now my life is full of friendship love. There's always hope. Thank you so much for that listener response, and that is absolutely a great point. You know, it's just like sometimes we are just in these certain circumstances. We end up in these certain circumstances that benefit us. We meet the right person at the right time, and it really isn't a reflection of your worth and I really loved how you put that and I'm really glad that you stayed friends with those people and that you have a community that you feel supported by so that's amazing thank you so much for writing that all right everyone that wraps up episode 64 thank you so much for being here please please do make sure to subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self I'm really looking forward to our live episode on Saturday, November 20th. It will be at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and I will be sending out a Zoom link to that private event to every Angels and Miracles tier on our Patreon. So if you need some inspiration around your creativity, this is the episode for you to attend. Have an amazing week. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. And if you're sending in questions and you're not a patron on the Patreon, you could be missing the answer in your question because it could be on a bonus 
episode, which we do post there every other Friday. So do make sure to look into that. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're magical. You're full of love and light and warmth. Keep it cozy. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 